Beast High. Hello, welcome back to this podcast. We're delighted that you're listening. Who are we? We are the Amateur Nerds. More specifically, I am Condra. And I am Tyler. And what do we do on this podcast, Condra? Well, this is Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. Wow, that sounds very interesting. Why don't we get right into it? Yeah! So today we are talking about Minute 75 of High School Musical. Minute 75 starts out with Sharpay and Ryan walking and singing down the hallway, as they do. (laughs) As you do when you're a theater kid. And Minute 75 ends with Darbus saying she might actually agree. Whoa, what is she agreeing to? Uh, She's going to sell her soul to the devil. Okay, anyway. So yeah, we're wrapping up this scene. No, we're kind of in the middle of a montage. If Darvis had sold her soul to the devil, she would have done it a long time ago and not ended up, like, no offense to high school drama instructors, (laughs) but, like, she would have sold her soul a long time ago to not be a drama instructor. Maybe she sold her soul to the devil a long time ago and had a long, successful theater career and was like, eh, too much. Let me just hang out and be a teacher for a little bit. Okay. That's a more positive view on it. <laughs> you Well, people, you know, usually when you sell your soul to the devil, you like burn out quickly. Like the devil comes to collect his due. Maybe the devil forgot to collect and he was like, wait a second. I have Elaine Darbus. I don't, I don't know if her first name seems like it would be Elaine. <laughs> have we talked about this? No, anyway. No, we haven't. <laughs> He's like, wait, what's this extra soul? Darbus? What? What, what did she did? Did she, didn't she die? I thought, I thought we killed her. No, no, she's still up. What? She's still up there? No. <laughs> Send her down. What, what, what do you mean she's a really good teacher? <laughs> what do you, I don't know. That was my, that was my devil improv. Nice. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting kind of the end of this montage here and we're starting to get back into some more discovery and more action. Intrigue, political intrigue. Ooh. <laughs> political social intrigue yeah i was hoping that there'd be a like a flash drive and a venting machine like in captain, that captain america. america movie i love that movie was it a flash drive it was a flash drive <laughs> remember 2014 when people had flash drives i still use so many flash drives at work because <laughs> we can't put everything on the cloud because of security reasons like for people's privacy yeah. so plus the cloud will just get things wet it's just condensed water up there exactly But Sharpay and Ryan don't need no clouds. Hey, you, get off of my cloud. Because they're in person. Whoa. Yeah, let's actually talk about what's going on. Yeah. Um, So they're walking through the hallway and they hear, what do they hear? They hear... Some lovely music coming from from a music room. Yeah, they hear Gabriella and Troy singing their little song. With Kelsey playing the piano. The song song is breaking free and we're hearing more and more of it kind of as it wafts through the hallways can other people hear this song or is it just like sharpay and ryan who are like wait someone's singing we want to listen to this i mean they probably can hear it but if you think like walking down the halls of your school like you hear a movie playing from a classroom or you hear you're walking by like a music room for example and you hear music you're not gonna bat an eye because you're like yeah that's a music (laughs) room it makes sense there's music being played but if the most popular boy in school and his like cute new girl girlfriend were in the music room you wouldn't stop and be like wait what (laughs) they probably don't know it's the most popular boy in school no one's heard him sing chad and jason and zeke just said that a few minutes ago so in a scene like this where it's kind of troy and gabriella singing but it's still not really recorded I, I don't know is it is it the alternative singer this this time yeah yeah 
I would assume okay. I would assume any time we're hearing that wasn't the balcony. Yeah, the balcony would only be the real thing. Like I wouldn't know how they dubbed that, but like they could easily do this because Troy's face like you don't even see Troy's face in this scene <laughs> it's the backs of them that Sharpay peeks in the, in the, in the window. last minute we saw their faces singing yeah but from Sharpay's angle you don't see them singing so could be someone else that's not Troy it could be some some imposter yeah that wants really wants to look like Troy so he like has his hair the same in his clothes isn't that an episode of Ned's Declassified um there's an episode of Ned's where um they, someone mistakes Ned for Coconut Head because they have a similar haircut anyway. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, do you know about Bigger Luke from Star Wars? Luke with two U's? No, not Luke with two U's. Bigger Luke is a conspiracy theory that in the movie Star Wars, the motion picture. Yes. There are two. There are actually two Lukes, one regular Luke and one slightly taller Luke. <laughs> And they exchange they exchange being Luke throughout the movie. And this comes from theories of comparing Luke's height to Harrison Ford's height. And because they're like, Harrison Ford is this tall, then why is sometimes Luke this tall and sometimes he's slightly shorter? And so the theory is that there's a slightly bigger Luke and also plays into this is when Leia says, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? It's because the, that's when the, the shorter Luke is in, not the bigger Luke. Oh. So yeah, I'll send you a YouTube video and You'll, you'll, I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like a real theory, obviously. Well, yeah, but it just, it gives me the excuse to talk about evil Luke. <laughs> um, yeah, Luke. <laughs> Luke. Um, but do you think there's bigger Troy or imposter Troy who's like, I mean, I could definitely see secret twin. Not, I, I'm always down for secret twin. You know that. I love me a secret <laughs> twin plot, but no, I mean, I could definitely. If we didn't know it was, it could have been like a, it seems like a funny TV gag to like have them turn around after and it'd be like, that's not really Troy and Gabriella. <laughs> that's not them. That's their stunt doubles. Yeah. Like Spaceballs or uh, I was <laughs> thinking there's the copycat episode of Lizzie McGuire where she's got like a follower that is just really trying to be her and like it hits a point where like. Lizzie's crush falls for clone Lizzie instead of Lizzie herself. And she's like, you hate it when that happens. Yeah. So, (laughs) but that all being said, uh, Sharpay looks in on the music room and sees that it's Troy and Gabriella. And she turns around dramatically and like bars her hands over the door. She goes, we have to do something. (laughs) Exactly. Sharpay is so dramatic in this whole sequence. It's great. (laughs) It's weird because Sharpay and Ryan scenes are like shot differently and like they just feel very different than all other scenes in the movie. Yeah, I could see that. I would say like the second half of this minute when we're in the auditorium with Darbus, that feels a bit more like what we've kind of seen with Darbus already. But I wonder too if some of it is... Ashley Tisdale and Lucas Grabeel really hated each other during this movie. Like they were, they did not get along yet. They hadn't really developed any friendship or anything yet. And I wonder if like, it was just like, we got to do these quick, like just get them done. I think it, what it might be is that, you know, when I was a kid, I watched the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Mm -hmm. And so I saw Ashley Tisdale in that show and she was older than me. So she looked older, but now I'm watching this and she seems really young because I'm older than she was when she made this. So I think it's like that thing where like you get confused about how old someone is supposed to be. And I, so when I see Ashley Tisdale, it like like it freaks out my brain. Like I can't like I can't comprehend it. 
So have you seen any of the like advertisements or anything for um Ashley Tisdale's now the judge on a, like the masked dancer or something? I don't know. It's one of the masked shows. I might have seen one image, but I couldn't I don't recall. And she's also gonna be in um she's do you know the um dark what is it? His dark materials. No, not his dark materials. It's like the dark pictures anthology dark nope. um it's a video game know. series okay. and the last one was uh, little hope the okay the, i don't um they're a choice like a choice based game system your gameplay and ashley tisdale's the mocap for like the mocap star for the next one that's coming out that's funny because i feel like people who have done mocap are like you know i think john carlo esposito did one and keanu reeves did one yeah i like the idea of getting like Elliot Page did one. The, the Little Hope had um the um he's the kid from or he's the young man from um some of the Maze Runner movies. Uh, he also was in uh Voyage of the Dawn Treaders, used to Scrubs. Okay, I vaguely know who you're talking about. And then the but what I'm first well the, and then the first video game had Hayden Panettiere and Rami Malek. What I'm saying is I like the idea of getting someone who's not actually that famous to do mocap. Because just like, well, what are we doing here? We're not selling. We're not selling Ashley Tisdale. We're not moving copies of this video game with Ashley Tisdale. I, th- I think it's a cool thing, especially now where like th- these games in particular, like the mocap element of it is so critical and it's very well yeah. done. And it actually kind of is like a mini movie in some ways. So it's yeah. it is just as intense from everything I've like heard about them. They're like, it's just as intense as making a movie. So, yeah. OK, so then. Sharpay starts to hatch a plan. Yeah. Much she, like a, a goose. Yeah, she has very clacky heels in this scene, too. I just want to point that out. She's very clacky. <laughs> and she goes, okay, uh, auditions are Thursday, and then the basketball game and the academic decathlon are on Friday. It's a shame that they're not all on the same day at the same time. I'm stroking my metaphorical beard here. And the music does that musical cue of mischief like happening. Did you catch that? <laughs> There's like that score cue. I more caught it with um, Ryan's beat here. Yeah. There's like a, a dumb Ryan beat where he's like, but if they were at the same time, then they wouldn't be able to. And then he realizes it. And then there's like a musical cue for that. And honestly, it's some good acting on Lucas Grabeel's part because you actually see him real like his eyes kind of do that sparkle when you see like yeah. someone realize it. He actually does that. And it's like good on him for that's a good acting moment. Yeah. And then he says that he's proud to call Sharpay his sister. Aw, what a what a what a relatable sentiment! Wow, I wasn't gonna ask. So, Condra, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to call you my sister. Wow, and that doesn't that doesn't feel unwarranted. You're supposed to you're supposed to say I know and then walk away. Oh, but then Ryan looks so sad and kind of frustrated. I felt so <laughs> bad for him. He's well, that's like, how I feel too. You want people to feel bad for you? No. I'm saying you make me feel sad and frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, folks. Tyler's finishing this himself. Bye. What? No, I just told you I'm proud to call you my sister in a totally non-set-up way. But then you said I made you feel sad and frustrated. (laughs) You were the one who said that that was what Ryan was feeling. If you said, then Sharpay walks away and Ryan looks at her adoringly... He doesn't, though. That wouldn't be true. (laughs) The parallels between this scene and what you're trying to say are not true. So then we cut to the stage. 
Hold on. Can I finish though? Can yes. I just finish with this? Ryan like does have this little like dejected like aw. I was hoping she'd actually say something like thank you back to me instead of like <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he just like kind of looks after her and he's like, I guess I have to follow her now. <laughs> I feel bad for Ryan. Ryan deserves better. Mm. But you don't feel bad for me. What have I done to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve better because I have the best that I could possibly have. No, that's not what I'm saying. But also, I don't see how it's related to this. (laughs) Because I'm proud to call you my sister, Condra. Yeah. And then you're comparing yourself to me. (laughs) Frustrated. And I don't want you to feel that way. But also, I don't, Condra. It's a joke. I'm going over the top too, Tyler. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. So we're on the stage now and Sharpay- Let's do an emotional sync clap. We always do a sync clap before we start recording, but we can do an emotional <laughs> one. Are we on okay. the same page emotionally? No. <laughs> so they're on they're on the stage. Following Darbus. And actually, as we f- first see them coming in, we see Kelsey behind a piano. Yes. Not really visible from where they are. And that's important, people. Kelsey hears people approaching and she kind of ducks behind the piano as if to say, I don't want to even be seen by Miss Darvis or Sharpay and Ryan, regardless of what they're talking about or doing. Just the idea of being seen by them is avoidable, if possible. Yeah, that's relatable content. (laughs) So she kind of ducks behind the piano. Not like she's not like trying to hide, but she's like, if I duck, maybe they won't see me. Which she's small enough. Probably will work. Yes. So then we hear this kind of argument happening between Miss Darbus and Sharpay, probably for the most part. Yeah. And at first it's a little combative. She's like, I don't want to hear any more about Troy, Mr. Bolton or Miss Montez. But then it kind of turns around and she says. Sharpay is like, I really think this would be better for the group to get an extra day. She She's basically like, things would be good if we delayed it. Just one more day. We'll be more ready. Yeah, and Miss Darbus says, well, if you as the co-presidents of the drama club think that this is what's best for the group, then I might have to agree with you. And she's like very like on the edge about it, but she's like leaning towards yes. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of those like, I can't say yes to you for the reasons you're proposing, but I can maybe make this happen. Yeah, I was going to say what what exactly is the reason? Because I, I don't know. I don't really hear them give any reason during this they're just like what if we pushed it back a day and she's like oh okay well i bet sharpay we probably missed this part of the conversation because we've already established that all of these three things happening at the same time would be at a disadvantage for troy and gabriella which is ultimately what sharpay and ryan want because they see them as an actual threat to potentially getting the leads in the musical And if they propose it in that way, they're like, well, there's one day difference. What if we pushed it a day and then Troy and Gab, like, because Sharpay is probably dumb enough to be like, what if we pushed it a day and then Troy and Gabriella couldn't audition and then all of our problems would be solved. And Darbus can't approve of that because that's not in that. That's not that's bias. And for her position, that's not okay, both as a teacher and as the director of this musical. But she also like internally like somewhere deep down agrees with that because she has a vendetta against troy because of mr bolton probably uh or coach bolton so that's where she's like i can't say it 
yes, because of the reason you proposed, but if you think there's another reason, like more prep time for the other auditioners, then maybe I can say yes, and it will disadvantage someone, which is not a bad thing in my book, but I can't say that. Like, <laughs> Fair, yeah. It just seems like the writers were like, um, there's, we can't think of a convincing reason for Sharpay to do this, so we'll just kind of write the latter half of the conversation. <laughs> also, did you see Sharpay's bag in this scene? Oh, her little, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a circle, like it's a cylinder. Yeah, it's got a zipper around the middle. It honestly looks like one of those like travel toiletry bags that you would like pack <laughs> in a suitcase. But those were like those are definitely like a fashion purse thing. I've I've seen those in like other movies and stuff from this time period, like yeah, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Though. Oh yeah, no, because it's uh, fuzzy orange. Yeah, it's it's yeah. gross. But we also saw it. We've we've already talked about it a bit, but yeah, you just really okay. notice it here. <laughs> um, anything else to talk about in this minute? Uh, that is it. That's all I've got for minute seventy five. Great. L- look at us doing a seventy five minutes. That's X I I V or no no L L X X V. Yeah. In Roman numerals. Yeah, I I know I know math. Anyway, um, where can people find us on the internet, Condra? They can find us on the Twitter, at Immature Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a fax at... <laughs> we don't have a fax. No, but you can rate, review, subscribe on the podcatcher you're listening to right now. Or tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about the show. Yes. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll catch you next time for a minute. LXXVI of High School Musical. You can bet on it.